Today is December 20th, and we have a very special guest, Brian Hoke, like Coke, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Cole press conference. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on, everybody? My name is Jimmy O'Brien. You know me as John Boy. I'm coming to you from Harlem, Manhattan, New York City, in the state of New York, in the country of United States of America. And I'm my co-host, his name is Jake the Dummy the Dumpster. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jake. Hey. It's a, I, I said sorry. I got it wrong. Come on. Jake the Dumb Dumpster. Story Ellie. Come on. You like going to the dump? You know, my dad loves going to the dump. That's tough, man. I don't choose your nicknames. You do though. You actually do. That's kind of how you live your life. You've named you, you've named your brother. You've named your sister. You like putting your fingerprints on everything. <laughs> I it's did. It's kind of your thing. I did name my two younger siblings. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a really rude thing to do to your parents. Have you ever apologized to them? No, my brother, my mom asked me. Right, but that was like. Uh, Oh, he needs, little buddy needs a little something. But like your sister, you commandeered that ship. Well, it wasn't my fault that I had a speech impediment growing up. Uh, kinda. No, I, they. You worked, how did you get over your speech impediment? I had you to worked go. worked through it. Yeah, I had to go to classes and stuff. So you didn't put in the time. You didn't put in the practice. My parents, they allowed my tongue to get lazy. That's not on me. Well, I would just apologize to them this holiday and every holiday. My mom said, if you could rename yourself, what would it be? And I said, Luke. And that's how my brother got his name. You, you opened up by calling me Jake the Dumb Dumb. No, the Dumb Dumpster. Oh, okay. So you rename. Okay. All right. That's fine. Double Ds. That's fine. Yeah. So we have a whole long Brian Hoke interview. That's a lot of fun. Uh, he's a favorite of ours to chat with. And I think we did like... A great mixture of real baseball talk and fun stuff, and it's an hour long. But we wanted to just kind of tune in, in give a little intro, and talk about the, the Garrett Cole press conference because, as far as spectacles and what's Michael K's favorite term, the pomp and circumstance, it fit the bill. It was kind of cool, and and I haven't really heard your thoughts on all of it, so I just want to open up to let everyone know that. I understand that we are being pandered to by Cole, but I still like it more than not right. being pandered to. So I'm all in. What were your takeaways? It was cool, man. I I woke up and I, I don't know, I kind of didn't expect anything. I was like, yeah, I'll tune in. And then I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I, cause they actually get yes network on like the common area floor of my building. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab a cup of Joe. I'll watch the presser. Sure. I'll watch him put on a jersey. And then yeah, man, it, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, just the uh well, A, those are so ridiculous. 
anything when, uh, you know, Zillow opens it up and he goes down the line and, you know, Brian Cashman, the 22-year general manager, five World Series champion. Um, And, you know, it's, I mean, it's got a little bit of this, like, Game of Thrones, ancient Roman time feels like we're introducing the room. Mm -hmm. And in this corner... And then, yeah, man, outside of all the showmanship, you're right. I mean, Cole pandered in the best way, busting out the sign. I think everyone let out everyone let out a little oh oh um, and then oh, we're, uh, terrible, we're really doing this terrible new york fans argued if it was the real sign or a fake fine sign they, they they literally did that on sports radio like wfan oh did yeah like 30 minutes on it or like a lot of time on it so i'll, I'll uh, it was actually the sign so that was pretty cool i'm because of all that i'm rooting for 20 years from now it comes out that it is the fake sign you know it was like that they threw this together before the presser, and everyone's just like, yeah, dude, that was a total fake. What, what cracked me up was when someone was like, if Cole was going to make a fake replica sign, why would he make the letters yellow and not blue? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a bad cover. Like, step number one of making a fake sign would have been make it look like the sign. Would have been a bad cover. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's um, it really was a perfect storm, and I think the... The best way of depicting it was the Yes Network coverage, which, by the way, I know we uh, we love the Yes Network people, but they they were on the ball, man. They went into full like award show mode. They're like, "All right, here's Bob and Jack. Let's kick it to Michael and Meredith. All right, back to you guys. Who do you got now?" And it was it was it was pretty wild for a little bit. And I, I don't know. I we we're a sucker for the Kster, obviously, as he's brain brainwashed our childhood. And, um, you know, he's becoming an acquaintance of sorts of ours, but he, Michael K doesn't hold back. And he was like, this is really the perfect storm, huh? Like this guy is the best free agent to hit the market. You're rolling it out and fuck, he's a, he's an actual Yankees fan. And it's like, damn, this is, this is cool. Pretty cool. Uh, some of my takeaways are Hal Steinbrenner looking zonked out was pretty funny. What's up with that? Dude, he's a, uh, like, he is of the elk of Michael Sarah, Jesse Eisenberg, Zuckerberg. Like, that's, those are his people at a party. Like, yeah. he walks in and he sees Zuckerberg. He's like, thank God I have a companion here. And then him and Zuckerberg stand in the corner with their hands in their pockets and don't talk to each other, but just stand next to each other. And that's like a perfect party. The part that gets me is like he he did his interview with Michael and Meredith and he was pretty good. I mean, he was like good vibes. He I feel like he cracked a joke and a half in there and it's like, "All right, man, like when when you're doing the Cole press conference, don't look out terrified." <laughs> like the press conference is is like us like fucking Randy Levine's hair. Um, Strom, whatever that guy, Lon Lon Trust, Lon Trust. Oh, I love Lon Trust. And I think I'm had... starting the Lon, the Lon Trust like Lon Trust Yankees fan club. I think I'm the leader of it. Boris was up there. The one picture of Cash sitting back chilling is really cool. Yeah, Booney says all the right things, and, and like if this was another team, I would be like, this is disgusting. This is gross. Right. So self indulgent. Like such, like you're patting yourself on the back. So I totally get why people hate Yankee fans. Like if this was another team doing this, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like this is so unnecessary. Sure. As a Yankee fan, I eat it up, man. I loved it. And and then he had some really good quotes. Like I know it's not his original world words, 
but pressure is a privilege and go buy a shirt at shop.talkingyanks.com. Pressure is a privilege is, is awesome. We have a shirt now. It says pressure is a privilege. Welcome to the Bronx. And I can't think of anything that I'm more proud of about like Yankees baseball. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, it's yeah. tough to perform here and do good here. And then it's also, but it's a privilege to play for the Yankees. I love it. And it, it it's funny you you know i'm i'm a sucker for a good cliche and it feels like 10 years from now pressure as a privilege is going to be a monster cliche but it feels like right now is right before every coach and player picked up on it yeah it's like we're like, going from pressure tastes like chicken and we've we've had a, a law and now it's pressure as a privilege pressure tastes like okay um yeah, no, I pressure is a privilege. Uh Garrett killed it. I can't believe he shaved. Um shocker of all shockers. Did you hear his answer to that? <laughs> yeah, he laughed and he's like, so you have to. When you're when you're a Yankee, you shave. He's got a weird voice. Yeah. His voice doesn't match his being Ooh. at all. I disagree. I, I thought his voice was fine. Well, um your guy shout with out, a weird voice. Shout out to uh rather have my weird voice than your weird face. Uh, shout out to Amy Cole. She crushed it. Um, what, loved the. What did she do? She just was there, right? Yeah, but that that one one piece, whatever whatever that is, it's it's oh, all the fashion these days. That was a outfit. power. That was a power play, and that was not for nothing. the The ceremony was at a tipping point because the first thing they did was it Cashman or Zillow gave her flowers. Yeah, and it was like. Three hundred twenty-four millions and some flowers. Yeah, like okay. What, so what's what's going on here? But no, I mean you're for a press conference, and it it is the consensus from everything I've seen. I mean, uh, Cole crushed it. Uh, all the Yankees who spoke crushed it. Um, one of the weird interviews that did take place after was uh, the Randy Levine one, which I mean, you know, he's he's a powerful guy in the organization. Michael Kay asked him, he's like, so are you guys done? And Randy Levine was like, yep. <laughs> um, which I don't know. I, th- I thought that was interesting. Again, he's not Brian Cashman. And it was just funny to me that normally an organization that all of those guys are so well-versed on how to do everything normally would give the answer like, well, you know, we're going to pursue all options, but we got our guy, blah, blah, blah. He just straight up gave Kester the, <laughs> yeah, no, we we got our dude. We, we think we're locked in, so exciting and and awesome and it's you know again if you're a Yankee fan don't go bragging that Cole Cole signed with his hometown team the Yankees offered the most coin (laughs) Um, in the end that was the only thing missing from the press conference and I I I was hoping Cole was going to drop it at some point (laughs) that he was like yeah and they offered the most money but I I think he essentially said that in everything else he was saying that um, you know, the quote came out after that he got the offer and Boris was like, hey, this is the part where you start celebrating. And it 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 sounded he was in shock. Like, wow, my childhood team, I hit free agency at the perfect time. It's actually going to happen. And yeah, man, it's uh, it's a good time to be a Yankee. I like that he was uh, he like really pandered best organization. And then there's one interview that was like a, like a produced interview after the fact on. Yes, I think I don't know where it was. And they asked, like, hey, what was Andy Pettit like? He's like, he was good. He was telling me the difference of pitching in Houston and the difference of pitching in Yankee Stadium. And I was like, oh, wow. So Andy Pettit said that pitching in Houston sucked. Wow. Wow. Maybe you just Did you that. listen to R2C2 today? I listened to, yeah. I don't know if I finished it. 
So, uh, A, another nice shout-out, which is nice, but uh, CeCe just <laughs> CC got asked to go on the Cole recruiting trip, and he just kind of gave him a nah. <laughs> he's like, I, I'm hurt. Like, I'm, I'm good. But he said, he's like, you guys have to bring Andy. Yeah. That's really cool because, again, <laughs> you know what? It all tied together with the Yankees offering the most money but, I mean, the whole story is cool. They get the wine bottle from the clubhouse guy, Andy Pettit, a guy that Cole obviously idolized growing up to a degree. And they said that, like, Andy Pettit kind of, Garrett Cole ran the four and a half hours, but Andy Pettit was, like, the first to respond. And, like, even when they were saying goodbyes and stuff after four and a half hours, him and Andy Pettit were just, like, chewing the fat. And it's like, all right, guys, we got we to gotta keep this moving. Yeah, he does seem to genuinely, like, was a fan of Andy Pettit. Like they asked yeah. him, like, so you're Andy Pettit's your favorite guy, and he's like, he's the most winning pitcher in playoff history. So yeah, I like him. Yeah, and right. CC said it. I think CC's words were something along the lines of like, Andy just has like the right answer for everything. <laughs> like, it's not necessarily the answer you want to hear, but it's just the right answer. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, everything about it was yeah. cool. I mean, now it's over though, and it'll all go beyond the line as soon as he takes the mound. So, Matt Blake, Matt Blake, get to work. All right, anything else? There's nothing else, really, right? No, hoaxster interview. He uh, He's getting too comfortable. Brian, you need to tighten it up. No, dude, the worst thing is that the camera cut off when Hoax started doing his Sterling impression yeah. of the Savages rant, and it is delightful. So I know that you guys will enjoy it, and here it is, Brian Hoke, like Coke. We are joined by Brian Hoke, like Coke, MLB writer, inventor of the internet, and author of two books, Baby Bombers and Mission 27. Thought I was going to forget for a slight second, but I knew I knew it. You know, you get scared sometimes. Well, thank you for sitting down with us. Thank you. And co-author. So one and a half books. Yeah. No, I, okay. all, we like leaving Mark. Until right. he comes on the show, he didn't write a, a oh, single one. He word. has not been on with you guys wow. yet? No, no, no. What no. a jerk. <laughs> no, I like Mark. Round up, too. One Mark's and a half. 1.51. That's two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, good. Cool. Have you read Where Nobody Knows Your Name? John Feinstein? Yes. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, it's books. a great book. It's very like kind of sad, but mm-hmm. the perspective is awesome. Mm-hmm. Your books are good too. Thank you. So Thank what you. makes you sad? <laughs> nope. No, we'll finish Talk, with that. Talking Jake we'll makes fin- me sad, but yeah, <laughs> me too, man. Looking at your face makes me sad. Do you want to hear a crazy story? Should I tell the oh story right God. away? Yes. This will set the tone. So I was just going to the bathroom, mm. and I walked. Was it number one or number two? <laughs> two. I, I just wanted how much time I have. <laughs> I don't know why John Sterling did the Ace Ventura voice, but we're off yeah, to a rolling he's good. start. Yeah. So something weird. I wish I could have video replay of this. I walked out of the stall, and you know the hook where you can hang your jacket on the back of the door? I've actually never been in a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> this got stuck, and somehow it swung the door back into my face. And I, it might, Jake said I had a mark. You had a red mark. It there. hit really hard. Uh-huh. It broke the, the metal on both of them, and I audibly said, Oh, fuck. So there was a guy... Going to the bathroom. Can, can we do can that we on here? On it? <laughs> what is this, R2C2? <laughs> There's a guy next to me that's probably wondering, what the hell just happened? Which I am, too. I couldn't figure it out. So, so. there you go. John Boy and yeah. his violent bathroom habits. We'll be back with more on Great. the Talking Yanks podcast Reviews, after this. Subscribe. <laughs> How, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Brian Hope, uh, yeah. yeah. Eventful winter meetings. Unfortunately, the Yankees just haven't given us much to write it's about. It's tough. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that something will present itself what have you, very shortly. What have you been putting out? Like some Dominican Rookie League type <laughs> article type stuff? What's what? the Martian up to? Yeah. Martian. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I am curious about what the Martian is up to. No, Garrett Cole is the talk of the winter meetings. He's been the talk 
ever since we got here. And obviously, uh, late last night, you guys were enjoying a bottle of wine and allegedly toasting the allegedly. arrival or pending arrival of Garrett Cole. Nine years, three hundred twenty-four million, huge deal for the Yankees. And um, you know, they finally got their man, the yeah. white, the great white whale of Brian Cashman's oh time as God. GM. The Great White Whale is a, a good uh, a shirt, Bill. Write that down. Oh, <laughs> right do it. Down. With Cole looking like a whale. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I like it. 45 on the whale. You know Roto Wears yeah, already got business. that, right? Fuck. They're fast. They're very nice to us, but they're, Roto -Wear's they're so fast. Yeah, they're yeah. good, too. It is, be it is better than last year. Last year, nothing happened. It was our first winter meetings, and this year, we had Strasburg. We have a lot of action, and then there's like... I mean, there's the Astros stuff. Today, they talked about the ball stuff. Uh, there's uh, just last year, everyone was like, well, uh, yeah. Last year, the talk was like, nothing's going to happen. Will there be a strike? Yeah. Right. And yeah. this is a little bit better vibe because it's I love good this. baseball this stuff. This is great. This is what the winter meeting should be. You should have what? big names coming off the board. And yeah, that, that's the worst thing. When you, when you leave here on Thursday after the Rule 5 draft, and it's like, what was accomplished? Nothing. They talked to some people about yeah. Like, it, this is great. This is great. Big headlines, big news. What year? What year is this for you? How many winter meetings? This is. I was actually talking about this on the way here. My first was, I think, two thousand three in Anaheim. Okay. I've been on the Yankee beat since '07. So, right. um, but yeah, I've been to this probably is this fourteen or three? fourteen or fifteen for me. Just in terms of names that have come off the board, sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple of years ago, the Stanton trade that was huge yeah. with him having the news conference. That's what I like, especially when you can get a guy to the podium. Like they had yeah. the Strasburg announcement. Uh, the other day, but he wasn't there, and, and that's a re-sign anyway. That's, yeah. It doesn't have the same kind of yeah. uh, flavor. Um, we're not going to have the Cole one here, it looks like. It looks like that'll be at Yankee Stadium next week, and that's probably better. You yeah. get him in the uniform, get him out to the mound, and even though he's Southern California guy, like I want to see him in the pinstripes and standing on the mound at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Um, and I heard it's snowing there, too, so hopefully it'll be like mm. 18 degrees. And I live 10, 10 minutes from the stadium snow. now, so maybe I'll sneak in. You should. I'll steal your badge, and we'll oh, go. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. You wrote the Mission 27, which is about the 2009 World Series, and that book starts with the signings. Yeah. And this mirrors the CC one. So uh -oh. is that winter meetings? It's almost a year. What? Are the wheels spinning? There are so many parallels between this winter meetings and that winter meetings. So I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it was like almost on the same day. Yeah. I think I'm, it is. I think it was the same day. I think it was the anniversary of CC's signing by the Yankees, and okay. it was the same exact day. What I remember about that one, that was in Las Vegas. And okay. So it was crazy. We're at the Bellagio, and not that you really got to go outside much, but you've got the blinking lights, and, you know, every slot machines are going crazy and everything, and there's so much activity and action. And um, I, I think it's day three, and, you know, the beat reporters get to talk to Brian Cashman every day. We go up to the suite, and we'll talk for 15, 20 minutes, and he'll tell us what he can tell us, and a lot of times he'll dance around what he can't. Day three... We keep waiting and keep waiting. When are we getting cash? When are we getting cash? 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock goes by. And finally, Jason Zillow, the PR director, tells us cash isn't here. We're, he's gone. Yeah. It's like, what? How did he leave the winter meetings? Where did he go? And now we know the whole story. And we detailed it in the book. He flew up to the Bay Area uh -huh. and dumped a wheelbarrow full of cash on CeCe's doorstep and really kind of closed out the deal. And they'd been talking to CeCe uh, throughout that entire winter meetings. My favorite thing about that we uncovered about that and it's in the book um the first meeting had reggie jackson in it and so they have reggie in the meeting and the meeting is all about reggie jackson he's signing baseball <laughs> no he's way telling yeah, he's telling stories about the three home runs in 1977 and cc's like 
I like your Reg, but yeah, I kind of want to hear what these other guys have yeah. to say. So they have to go back and have a second meeting without Reggie up the, up the strip at a different hotel, and they never told Reggie about it. And I, I still don't know if he actually knows about it or not. Maybe he'll have to buy the book. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my favorite thing is that Reggie just dominated the meeting so much that they had to go and have other meetings. And then finally Cashman went up to the Bay Area and closed the deal and worked out pretty well for the Yanks, I think. They got yeah. the World Series So the similarity there is they, they chose Pettit this time. Uh-huh. And Pettit is not a guy that really can... Uh, Slightly different personality. He can't fill an entire room with with words as much as uh, Reggie can. Well, Garrett Cole being a Yankee fan of that era, and we've all seen the picture by now of him hanging over the fence at the 2001 World Series. And, um, you know, he used to wait in hotel lobbies when the Yankees would come to Anaheim. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, when he was a kid and he'd wait for, you know, Jeter and Paul O'Neill and Posada and get autographs wherever the Yankees were staying. He'd find out where the hotel was. So this kid was a big Yankee fan. Growing That's up, interesting. And I talked to people who went to high school with him, and they said when he was drafted by the Yankees, everybody thought, oh, well, that's yeah. it. I mean, this kid wears Yankee stuff right. to high school all, all the time. Like, I mean, everybody knew he was going to be a big deal. Um, when he was a junior in high school, people were bringing crates of baseballs for him to sign in high school. Yeah. So, I mean, that they, sucks. They knew he was going to be a <laughs> for, big for call. Come nobody on. knew he was going to make three hundred twenty-four million and be the best pitcher in the big leagues here. I think he did. Um, I think he yeah, probably that's why that. he, that's You're why right. he turned down the Yankees. And I'll go to college and become number one. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, that opportunity. You're a Yankee fan. The Yankees draft you. I mean, we've all heard the Jeter fairy tale story. Yep. This is the same thing. And then he sits down with his parents and somehow decides, no, I'm going to UCLA. I'm going to honor my college commitment. Crazy. I think and, he wanted to go number one too, or knew and, it was and, coming. And he did three years later, and he got the college experience, but. You know, what What if you blow out your arm and, as your freshman year in, oh, yeah. in, in college? You know, I mean, that's a huge gamble it, uh, to turn down millions of dollars from the New York Yankees. And so, hey, it all worked out in the end, right? I, I, for me, I, I had that light bulb go off. They're like, holy smokes, you're drafted in a high school. You're 17, yeah. 18 years old. The I, New your York favorite Yankees, team. The team you idolize. Yeah. And then I, I think Jimmy might have said it, and I won't give him too much credit. Thank you. But. <laughs> you, that's when you really realize how different these dudes are. That yeah. Garrett Cole's thought process was like, no, I'll just go to college and I'll probably just be the one pick. He bets right. on where, himself. We're like, the, the Yankees? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to play right. baseball for the Yankees? If you were a He's 50th round draft pick of the Yankees coming out of high school, you would have signed. <laughs> yeah. If they offer you $10 and some bubble gum, you would have signed for that. <laughs> it still yeah. would. Yeah. Oh, Things are going you well. Know, Cashman but I still is work. around here somewhere. You could probably pitch that to you him. You know, I that. saw him looking at my legs and I think he was like, wow. That's a Altuve 2.0 kind of guy. Well, I heard on. there. I heard there's some troubles with the Bat Boys last year, and he was oh. looking for someone new. Yeah, <laughs> looking for a real stocky not guy. Fa- not fast enough on the foul balls, exchange, changing the balls from the ump and all that. We will do that too if you want Cashman for like a day. But that's another bat thing. Bat Boy for a day would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's an old school Rick Riley article, back page of Sports Illustrated. Well, he's a tennis. He's a ball boy for tennis. Remember that article? No, kind of. I used to read those back pages Rick Riley articles like yeah. religion. Uh, they were cool. Cole signs. Now, in 09, Burnett signed. Mm-hmm. Swisher came. Teixeira came. They needed those guys. Yeah. That's a different parallel. They don't need anyone else, right? Like, I, mean, I mean, bring back Gardner, but do they really need that bullpen many guy. other spots? Sure, they could use an extra arm in the bullpen, I, I guess. And now you're looking at improving on the margins here. It's like, all right, you had a 103-win team in the regular season. Plus, by the way, let's not forget, they had 30 guys on the IL. Yeah. Yes. How, much more, how many more wins would that team have gotten if everybody was healthy? The whole year. Well, I think like one sixty-two. <laughs> that was their sure. goal. That was their goal. Sure, that's my unbiased opinion. They achieved their goal, which was to win the division and then 
go further. Obviously, they didn't go as far as they wanted yeah. to. Uh, but no, with Garrett Cole, I mean, how do you look at this team and say, all right, now they need to go? Yes, they need somebody who can play center field until Aaron Hicks gets back. And I assume that that's going to be Brett Gardner. I feel pretty confident in saying that. I, I think that that's pretty much a done deal. Neither neither side wants to see that marriage end. And um, he'll get a raise over what he made last year. And maybe yeah. they'll, they'll shop Jay Happ around. That can clear up some money. Um, you, you can never have too much pitching, though. There's no no rush to move right. Happ. Yeah, I mean, keep him in the spring training if you want. And then, But if someone is interested, I think that that is a guy. That's what we were doing on our reactions. I wasn't trying to say, like, trade these guys. But there's a handful of guys, and then Happ's one of them, where go see if someone's interested. And Duhar is in that group, too. I think even Mike Ford. If someone sees okay. him and the numbers he put up in, the, in AAA and then yeah. actually did it in the majors... I like Ford as a backup and a lefty bat to switch with Voight if mm-hmm. that's the call. But if someone's like, hey, we think we can really use that guy, see. Well, that's the way it always works is, yeah. you know, the Yankees internally value a guy as X. And if somebody's willing to give you X plus something, yep. hey, sure. Um, you know, Aaron Boone did say yesterday that he sees Voight as a starting first baseman. So, Oh, they did? That's uh, good. He did. So that's, that's something. Yeah. Uh, they think that he's going to come back and be first half Luke Voight. They think that... You know, clearly he wasn't the same guy after yeah, the yeah. surgery. and His belly and he, button uh, fell off. Or well, yeah, he had the injury and then finally had the surgery after the season. And uh, so I think he'll come back 100%. And uh, if he's Luke Voigt of the first half and of late 2018, then, then you're all set there. Then we have a stud. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, if Ford is around, he can come in. And I, I hear what you're saying, especially now that Didi is gone. Uh, you don't have a, an, as many lefty bats. So I assume they'll bring Gardner back again. Um, but... Yeah, you don't have you're you're very right-handed in yeah. that lineup, and so Ford would be great for that. And um, as far as first base goes, don't forget DJ Lemayhu can always slide over there too if you need somebody to fill in. Yeah, they have the versatility. And Glaber can go somewhere, and yeah, uh, Gio's probably at third. Andy Hart, so. they may try him at first if he sticks around, sure. and we'll see what happens I, there. I'm curious to see him in left field too. Clint I Frazier, think you'll see that. Clint Frazier, so? I'm sure is another guy. Yankees Wait, hold on. Field Do with, you really think so? How, I think you'll see him in valid- spring training. Okay, I yeah, mean, I how, think they'll take a look. Okay, that's fair because Would I mean, that, we I, I fought this pretty hard just because I mean, look at how much they valued Brett Gardner. Yeah, and Yankee Stadium left field and et cetera, et cetera, and mm-hmm. and Andujar and I don't know. I mean, they put Soriano out there, but Soriano was I mean, like what and what an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me catch you up on Alfonso Soriano. Yeah, um, I like people. I I I get as you see, a little passionate on the internet about that, just because no. okay. I can't see him in Yankee Stadium left field, but I guess you're right. In spring training, throw him yeah. out there and let's I see mean, what's going on. Give him some bit. reps. I mean, they're lucky that Talkman can play all three positions. Yeah. I think I, I feel like people forget about Mike Talkman. He was crazy good. Yeah, yeah he was very good. And so, <laughs> like third in war or there, fourth, something like that. There was yeah. like a month and a half stretch where it was like him and Trout were the best players in the and American And I do league. wonder how things would have looked if he had been healthy in the postseason. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, Especially yeah. when Stanton got hurt again. Yeah. yeah. Remember when they put Stanton in left field in 2018 spring training and he missed like two balls because of the yep. wind and everyone was like, he can't do it. Even yeah. I was like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. They were like, well, it's pretty windy. And then he, he was in 2018 when he was out there, he was fine. He played a lot in 2018 yeah, a on a, on a, on a busted bomb. hamstring. Yeah. And yeah, I, I look, he's an easy target because of the contract. And um, I feel like Yankee fans haven't completely warmed up to him yet. I, I don't think that's any secret. Um, you hear him get booed when, when he strikes out. Do you have first a, out of the game? Do you have Andujar uh, above Clint in the outfield depth chart? No, I wouldn't do that. I know it's a rude question. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. No, I, I think. But you know who's in in there that people don't talk about is Tyler Wade. He's a twenty six man. It's made for him. Yeah, I, I think he could be a part of that too, and he can play 
all three, I guess. Why um, are you staring at me when you say Tyler Wade? I wasn't. Well, no, it just seemed like <laughs> you were like. I see it. I, I know. When you say that, <laughs> I don't. What do you is mean? it because Jake is um, ugly and doesn't look like him? So here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, that could be. Brian, Jake's would, not an ugly dude, you but would, <laughs> Tyler Wade get that sound is clip. a very handsome Get man. that sound clip, Bill. Yeah. Um, we lose it when someone comments on, on one of those and goes, Hey, I get the joke, but you don't look like Tyler. Not Wade. really, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm short and stout. But why do you want to play that off? Because he's handsome. Well, no, I mean well, the yeah. dark features, and we're both stunners to a degree. Yeah, yeah. in different ways. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> Clint well, Fraser, they they shopped him like hard at the deadline last year. Yeah, per my own brain uh, <laughs> source. My source, com- your common, common sense in between my ears. Uh-huh. What do you? How do you think his uh, spring training and outlook and everything goes? Is he? Are they still shopping him? Um, is he waiting on an injury? He's one of those guys that it's hard to forecast here because they're once again we're in a situation where there's not a clear spot for him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you bring Matt Gardner. Um, so, I. I Look, the talent is there. I don't think he's as bad defensively as he looked last year. He's a little lip yippy. Yip. <laughs> a new kind of yips. I do wonder about that because the rap on him coming up through the farm system was the bat will, kick, will bring him to the big leagues. But nobody was ever like, but this guy's a horrible defender and you oh, can't right. trust him. It was that, subpar, that was but it wasn't horrible. About. It was just, he's okay out there. And yeah. I wonder if that is a residual of the concussion that he had in Bradenton uh, last spring training or one spring training ago. Uh, maybe he was a little shy getting around walls, didn't want to re-aggravate it. Um, you know, I, I think that there's obviously – he wasn't as bad as he looked. And the Sunday night game against Boston where he misplayed three balls, I mean, you're going to see those over and over until he proves that he's not that guy. And, yeah. But I really don't believe that he is that guy. Um, I think he can get better. And everybody I talked to who watched him on a daily basis down in Scranton said he was doing a good job down there. And so I think – there was probably his confidence was shaken a little bit. This is a guy who has succeeded at every level, and now he's finally he's struggling for the first time in his career. But look at his offensive numbers. What he did early in the season for that team. Yeah, there I was think a, he had a plus a, eight, uh, 800 OPS. And, and then mean, he sprained his ankle. Right yeah, up until yeah. Then. Right, uh, the play at second base, but in Anaheim. I remember that. Um, Want to yeah. hear a little tidbit that we did on uh, Katie Sharp, did sure. for us on Sharp Stats? Clint Frazier swings when he misses an off-speed pitch. He fully misses it, uh-huh. so he doesn't foul any out or miss any, and that is actually one of his better qualities. That his miss, his swings and misses, are like there's not weak contact because his his swing is so tight and quick mm-hmm. that if he misses a breaking ball, he usually fully misses it, and it's actually the best thing because he doesn't just softly ground best out. Best things. Loosely. Katie Sharp nice. is a rock star. She's awesome. She's awesome. Like she's our analytics department. That's great. I mean, she is the best. <laughs> The yeah. best. I hope she's listening. Yeah. What What do you think is more likely? We're here. Brian Hoke, MLB. What's more likely? With everything that happened last year injury-wise, um, is that we come into spring training and all these dudes are around. I mean, the Andujar, Clint, um, Hap doesn't even need to be involved in this crew, but you'll see why in a second. I mean, the, the depth that came through last year with the Yankees and the injuries and everything. Or are we going to be here when spring training rolls up going, hey, Cashman put together a package that was Mike Ford and Uhar Hap, and he did increase the margin somewhere. Wow. Um, I think that given the names you just mentioned, the most likely to go would be Clint because he's got right. the most value, I think. 
Uh, I think Andrew Hart's got value too, but he's coming off an injury, and Ford's kind of unproven still at this point. Yeah, um, small sample. Yeah, small sample size. I think you could convince a team to take a, a chance on Clint, but I feel like it's a sell low at this point, given the right. year of mixed results that he's coming off. I mean, this is not two years ago when the Pirates were willing to take Clint for Gary Cole. Right. Um, and they, you know, obviously the Yankees didn't want to give up Andujar, but uh, I, I think that his value, his stock has fallen a little bit. So once again, they're in a situation they don't need to trade Clint Frazier. This right. team is ready to go. I mean, yeah. it, uh, there's not a whole lot of places they need to upgrade. I, you know, sure, you could look for a backup shortstop maybe, or, um, you know, obviously you can build in the bullpen. But, yeah, like I said, the, your, your improvements are going to be on the margins. They've done their heavy lifting. Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, that they, is heavy they set their number one target. They got their guy, and now it's, all right, what else do we do before February 14 or yeah, whatever yeah. it is? Uh, so I, we, Cashman doesn't like selling low. He likes selling high. So, like, Clinton and Andujar are, are kind of – not the moves I would expect. Who does like selling low? Jake. Yeah. You're looking at it, brother. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, a guy that you can sell high on right now is Luis Sessa. He finally had Ford. like. Yeah, but Sessa has finally had a good year. Someone needs to come off the 40 man for Cole. Mm-hmm. But they love Sessa. He's got the arm talent. And they have this new pitching coach yeah. where I think before they got the new pitching coach, I was saying they probably are going to see if anyone wants a flyer on Sessa because his value is as high as it's been. Sure. Besides maybe when they traded for him when he was, like, unproven but had the arm talent then. Do you think that... That was a winter meetings trade, by the way. Was it? Justin Wilson for Sessa. And, and Chad uh, Green. Yeah. And we, I remember thinking, oh, well, they don't need these guys. They're going to yeah. flip them for something else. Yeah. And, and, look, they turned into the... Main, mainstays yeah. for, like, But I remember years. that was a shock when that came down. I was like, Justin Wilson? Why would they trade a lefty, yeah. you know, controllable... Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. No, it's fine. Do you think uh, do you think Sessa could be on the move? And then a follow-up is just, who do you envision... How and who do you envision uh, coming off the 40-man? Wow. Um, heavy. Yeah, that's yeah. heavy lifting. And um, if you get it wrong, everyone <laughs> What will... is the correct answer? Let me ask you that. Um, I would, Let me volley I, it back I, to I, you. I would go with someone easy like Brooks Krisky. Yeah. Oh, we love that name, though. I know, but I don't, I don't nothing about Maybe. him. So, uh, Chance, that's Adam, what I'm like, Chance Adams still around. Chance Adams, I, I thought, was a non-tender candidate. I yeah. thought that that was a possibility to, to open up a roster spot, and I guess it still could be. So yeah. that's your answer. Uh, yeah, actually. I mean, Krisky's a good one, too. Thank I, you. I don't know who... Yeah, I look. Whatever the twenty twenty Yankees do, I don't think Chance Adams or Brooks Christie are going to have a huge impact wow. on it. I look forward to uh, Game Seven of the World Series when you replay this. Yeah. And yeah. Chance Christy Adams here. is about to become World Series MVP. Yeah. But yeah. Christie to Adams to Chapman, the Yankees have done it. Long game over. Yankees win. Nah. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess that would be my guess. But uh, to go with Sessa, yeah, they like him, and uh, he gets so much flack on social media. Um, really I mean, nice the fans year. hate him, um, and I don't know why. I don't get it. Um, I, he does that job very well, which is Whoa. to be the 11th or 12th man on the pitching staff. Yeah. He comes in a lot of time when the game's out of reach or when but it's fading that was, away. That was last year. Last year was the, the 2018. They should have bullpened him. They yeah. still tried to make him a starter, and mm-hmm. it was just very clear that, like, this dude's going to be good for one to two innings out of the pen. He's got the arm talent for that. And I understand giving him the chance. I think Johnny Lasagna, Loisaga is doing the same path right now. And, like, this should be Loisaga's last year to try and be stretched out. And if he yeah. doesn't put it together, go use that arm talent in the bullpen. I think, I think 2018, they were one year late on that for fans. I think Loisaga makes a lot of sense as a relief arm at yeah. this point. I, I think 
seen enough, I, just, I, I think. I, I'm, but considering the rotation that they project to have, I mean, where does he fit? I'm, I'm going to fight you a little there, Brian. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because, well. Jordan Montgomery? It's me. No, I, I love for, for me, I look at Luizaga coming into this year's camp, and we'll see what happens. And you guys are right. I mean, bullpen-wise, if he can, when he ticks that stuff up, I mean, it's crazy. The the yeah. 99 fastball and slider and yeah. the changeup when it's right. Like, that's that's Mickey Mouse, too. But I'm I'm kind of interested to see him at spring training this year because, I, I mean, I see his career path and what Herman's was pretty similar. I mean, you could have said the same thing about Herman. Like, sure. the, the way his stuff played, you'd say, oh, man, if you throw him in the bullpen and he ticks up, he well, could be special. That's true for everybody. That's yeah, true I know. for – Hey, you guys had, uh, what, breakfast with Phil Hughes the other day. Yeah. Ask Phil He's Hughes what the bullpen did for him in 2009. We did. It's yeah. coming out. Uh, yeah. What about Cole? You think we should just play the, pivot him to the pen? I think so. I think yeah. Yeah. that is, a, his stuff that is the it up best a little place bit. you can use Garrett Cole. It's yeah. probably the fifth inning yeah. uh, coming in, and he'll get three outs for you. No. What's <laughs> the matter with you guys? I have a, swing man. I have a reporter swing question man. for you. Okay. Because uh, I like finding out your guys' side of uh, new additions. When Cole comes and you guys do your first scrum, or let's save it for your first like post game scrum after a loss, regular season, regular regular season, uh-huh. but like maybe his like a bad start, All right. right? He he gets knocked down in the third inning. Yeah, so it yeah. just doesn't go well. Okay, who asks the first question? Meredith always. Okay, but Hello. she's got the first. We yield like, to Meredith. Yeah, who's, I mean, who's she's got who's, the TV camera? Who's going to be the most yeah. brazen? Are you going to be shy? He's an angry guy. Is there is any? He, I don't, is, I, that's not what I've heard. Well, he plays a, he plays angry. I think he's in, intense. Can we okay. say intense or yeah. whatever? Is there a, is there any like oh, dancing in that scrum, or are you guys all like just answer the questions? I don't think there can be. Yeah. I, I don't think you can be afraid to ask a question um, because, and this is going to sound very preachy, but we and Cashman has said this too. The media is the conduit to the fan base. Yep, and I always try to remember that that we are asking the questions that you guys want to hear the answers to. Yes. And it's it's not necessarily because Brian Hoke wants to ask Garrett Cole about whatever, you mm-hmm. know, the curveball he hung to some guy. Um, it's, it's because the fans who watch buy the tickets and watch the games, they want to hear Cole mm-hmm. talk about that. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't think you can be shy about and You shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't be doing this job if you're afraid to ask Garrett Cole a question. Yeah. But there is a comfortability level that will increase throughout the years, right? Well, we'll like get to know him one more. Year, first year CC and tenth year CC. It was probably a little different vibe. CC started cursing more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, CC got more comfortable with us and and knew that we weren't going to blow him up over an f bomb or whatever yeah. it was. I think. And well, there is a feeling out period for for Cole where he's got a whole new like you know the whole crew yeah and someone's going to you know I've either... heard that he's very good at that uh, beginning in Pittsburgh and then in Houston he knows he knows the guys who are in the room around him some guys put their headphones on and they they don't they could not care less who is asking questions or You can just say DJ <laughs> DJ's fine DJ's uh, great he's the best DJ's great how, how would you spend 327 million dollars yes 324 you mean um, no, no Jake's giving. Oh, I'm giving Jake's you three Because he's going to make a couple yeah. all-star teams, maybe a Cy Young bonus. Sure, or, uh, maybe he'll do a TV all. commercial for yeah. something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Got to start with uh, a beach house, I guess, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, beach. Real estate. Let's do real estate. Go on the Jersey Shore? East Coast, West Coast no, beach. No, let's do let's, – I love San Diego. This is great. Okay. Southern nice. California out here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying out here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, let's do some Southern California. Let's do a big penthouse apartment in Manhattan, like a Ooh, okay. place A Rod and J Lo have. Yeah. yeah, and then I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll just waste the rest. Nice. <laughs> That's good. That's smart. Jake, well, let's say, I think answer? that's the old Tug McGraw thing. Yeah, he, somebody Tug McGraw, the pitcher. Obviously, yeah. you know who he is. Tim McGraw's yeah. father. 
Uh, correct. Yeah. Wow. Somewhat illegitimately, but yeah, anyway, waitress. Um, yeah, this, he got some kind of raise or bonus back in the seventies, and he said, "You know, I'm going to spend half it on uh, booze and the other on women, and uh, I'm not probably just waste the rest." <laughs> I we always land there on this podcast. Do you know you. that story about Tim McGraw and Tug, and Tug McGraw? Tim McGraw yeah. had a picture of Tug McGraw uh, on his wall when he was a child, and he didn't know it was his dad. Mm-hmm. And his, his mom knew. Oh, you like Tug McGraw, huh? He's a good pitcher. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good pitcher, Mom. Uh-huh. You would probably like him, too. Yes. By the way. 18 years later. By the way. Mm-hmm. That's your dad. When, when you, speaking of the coal news, <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when, when, you, when you hear it, does your brain go baseball fan? Do you go work? Do you go, like, a little bit of, Yank, I won't say Yankee fandom, because you're a neutral reporter, but... I, I don't know. It's like linked to your career a little bit at this point. Like, where where does your brain jump? I mean, excitement. Yeah. Excitement, absolutely. Like, you want to be covering the big stories. You want big news to be happening on your beat. You want people to care about what's going on here. And, you know, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, the worst thing in the world is when you leave the winter meetings and you're saying, what'd they do? Not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's boring. Yeah. No, I, I want the Yankees to to make big news and to be in the spotlight. And, I mean, that's good for... For me, business, you know, personally too, um, yeah. you know, it's good for business, right, um, yeah. which is why it's it's great that the Yankees have been back in the playoffs in the last few years, and that there's excitement around the team, and that people care about this team. Um, you know, those, those couple years back to back where they missed the playoffs, uh, that was kind of weird. That was foreign. It was like, what what is happening with this <laughs> team? And and by the way, I was talking with. Do you have my- any Seattle Mariners beat writer? friends because they might be very like come on come on <laughs> i was talking with somebody um i think it was fine and we were talking about how weird that 2013 yankees team was and remember this is joe girardi's best managing job because yeah. he got that terrible terrible team of vernon wells and lyle overbay and ben francisco to mm. chris stewart as a starting catcher and uh they got 85 wins how how did they do that? And I, so we were just laughing at all the names on that team. I like to point at that team and Brent uh, Lillibridge and Chris yeah, Nelson. Lillibridge. Dude, he, go on Sporkle. He won a game, I remember watching. Go it on like. Sporkle and try and do the 2013 Yankees roster. I dare you. Hafner. <laughs> Wells. Uh, anyway, but I, 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 like, I love to point at that team. And anyone on Talking Yanks that's been listening and, and has an active memory knows I say this a lot. Is anybody still listening? No. This is no. just the bikes good. haven't been on, actually. Good, good, good. That no. team compared to 2019 these team. These aren't microphones. <laughs> those <laughs> aren't pillows. I, pa- I painted these all night. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can, it, it highlights the difference in the analytics department and the philosophies. Where 2013, they had a lot of injuries. Let's go get some guys who have been in the MLB and have shown signs of being able to be big leaguers, and hopefully they catch lightning in the bottle. Mm-hmm. In 2019, they were prepared. They brought in Talkman before the year. They brought in Geo the year before. They had Mike Ford in the minors still. And then they went out and they got smart guys. Cameron Maben worked out. And uh, cheap guys. And it just shows. Maben was a grand slam. Like, yeah. for what they gave up for him. Oh, and 20 was, grand. That was literally, they were, I mean, Gio Urshela is the steal of the year. But uh, they were looking for a warm body who could get to the <laughs> West Coast in time to play the right. outfield. That yeah. was ex- actually one of the selling points. It was like, <laughs> can you get to Anaheim? Yeah. Because it was a Clint Frazier thing, which yeah. we yeah. talked about with the ankle. And they just landed on him. I was like, fine, we'll take him. And yeah. he turned out to be great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the jackpot on that, jackpot on Urshela. What I remember about 2013, though, 
I mean, that, that was a scrap heap team. Remember, Teixeira got hurt, I think, in spring training. His wrist got messed up, and they literally scooped up Lyle Overbay, who was released by the Red Sox. He just jumped in his car, drove up from Fort Myers to Tampa, and was in the lineup the next day for the Yankees. And, and he played. Was, he was like the fourth most games played or, or something yeah, up there and for he, had, he, he made his wife clean out the apartment down in Fort Myers and drive everything up to Tampa. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sorry, I got to play for the Yankees now. We got like five days left in spring training. So, yeah, that was weird times. Baseball's the best. Um, hot fun. take. Yeah. Um, I have something important that people have been asking. Um, yes. This year, Yankees were littered with injuries. Mm-hmm. We, we already did that a little bit. Michael Kay, yourself, in the media game. Oh, God. You went down. Ster- Sterling. The people are wondering how you're, how you're rehabbing, how are, you're, you're going to be ready Who for opening day. Who is wondering day. about me? Mostly me. Yeah. How do I look? How do I look? You look I great. told you you were walking around great. I don't think I think it's just a CC thing now. Like he got yeah, comfortable the in the, in the knee sure. brace. It was like I can land on it better, and and you're walking fine. I told CC after the injury happened. I told him, "Hey, now we can be brace buddies." And he kind of gave me one of those. Huh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, all right, whatever." Oh, Never or mind. Not. I guess not. <laughs> so you don't want to sign my brace? <laughs> um, for the people who don't know, every year we get to play in a media game: one at Yankee Stadium and one at Fenway. And it's the Yankees writers against the Red Sox writers. And obviously, the Yankee writers always kick the Red Sox writers' ass because of we're course. we're great. Right. Yep. Um, that's not true. Sometimes we lose. Great greatness precedes greatness. What's the quote? Uh, greatness breeds greatness. Yeah, I had it. Anyway, but now I've got it, and it's awesome to get out on the field and mm-hmm. you know walk around right field and be like, oh, cool. This is where Judge plays every night. And like, you know, problem is now two times in the last four years I've been carted off the field with a <laughs> severe injury that requires surgery. I didn't mean to laugh. I mean it's funny, but, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> Did you as, give the as thumbs Eduardo up to the crowd? Nunez once said? In spring training, when he was right on the bubble and they wouldn't tell him if he made the team or not, it's funny, but it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, did you give the thumbs up on your cart off? This time I was just angry. I think You're I like, did. Fuck I, again. The first time, yeah, I was like, this is oh, ridiculous. Oh, man. Like, yeah. Did you have the dark heart? I was angry. Flowing? I was yeah. angry this time. Um, but yeah, it was a fly ball, shallow right field. I'm coming in toward the foul line, toward that wall. Yeah. And I'm on that kind of dirt pathway where the foul line is. And I'm thinking, slide, dive, like I got the wall to deal with here. What do I do? And when, when you get caught in between, yeah. pop. Yeah, and so, yeah, I knew I was dead at the moment. But, um, yeah, I put off surgery until after the season because I didn't want to stop traveling. Right. Um, because uh, Meredith actually told me this. And she said, traveling with that after surgery will be horrible. Like, you will yeah. swell up and it will be, it'll hurt like hell. And so I said, well, then I'm not going to do it. Plus, London was coming up, and I didn't want to miss London. Right. I was like, no no chance. I'm not going to miss the Yankees and Red Sox in London. So yeah. put it off until after the season. And as soon as the ALCS was over, I think I was on the table like three days later. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you believe they topped London this year with Iowa? <laughs> I'm looking forward to Iowa. I've never been. <laughs> uh, we want to go, too, but I think it's going to be really exclusive. Uh, Why? Tickets. There's not a lot. It's like a it's like smaller than a minor league stadium. Oh. Okay. It's tiny. And I think it's going to be mostly. I like did hear company. mostly uh, a lot of people from Iowa will get yeah. a chance at those tickets too. That's smart. It's nice. Yeah, you, that um, you're trying to bring baseball to places it's not. So it's cool. Um, they should also let them watch games because Iowa can't watch any baseball games. Why? MLB TV blacks out six teams for them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> isn't that wild? I'll see who I can talk to. Yeah, like fans in Iowa, they're like, yeah, well, we can't watch any games. Well, well, now they can watch one. Yeah, one. One. That's what's weird. It, it's yeah. just one game. It's in the middle, I think, of a Yankees White Sox series yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be fun because the White Sox should be should be good. I hope we get. Uh, I hope it. I hope it lines up. I wonder if they're gonna try and make it like Cole versus Giolito. Are there hotels in 
No, we've we've had Iowa? some we've had some fans reach out that like, live in the area. And are we like, gonna stay at the Super you, Eight? Or? You guys can crash, and we're yeah. like, okay, yeah, okay, Dyersville, Iowa. Yeah, we're, we're already climbing Gorgeous. some trees. Yeah, they don't There's have no a trees. Marriott Marquis, Gorgeous. Dyersville, right? <laughs> I uh, think I'm looking at timeshares while I'm there. Airbnb. I, I'm yeah. a, I'm upset that they actually made an outfield fence. Should just be yeah. corn. Corn. The ball yeah. should Again, be able to go in there. Just roll. Yeah, roll forever. It's a scramble or double. Run. There'd be a lot of them. I would prefer. That would if, suck after like I would three. prefer if it was not a ground rule double, and the guy had to go in and chase Ooh, it down and find it, and throw talking. it back in, or put like a three foot fence. You up. know how? I mean, could it be more high scoring than the London series? No, was it, that that was wild. Huh? You could have Judge running around in the corn trying to find the damn baseball while all the White Sox are running around the bases, and um, I, I still think it would not be eighteen to twelve or whatever. Those London games were that was crazy. Did you during those during those games? Did you have a sense of like my scorecard sucked for those games? <laughs> yeah. Did you have a sense of? Uh, did you feel good? <sighs> this is weird. I'm gonna try and figure out how I'm trying to word this. Um, the people that were genuinely interested in seeing what MLB was and what baseball was that were from London and came to that game and like, I want to take this in. I want to understand the game. I feel bad because that's not that's like that's so foreign. Six runs in the first. It was a runs baseball. in the first. Yeah. Do you feel like oh look we put on a good show or do you feel like oh shit they didn't really get baseball? Um, I think it was a spectacle. Yeah. I think that it was a novelty for those people. Uh, I mean, we're talking about the the UK people. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same way that if they go to an NFL game there. I, I think they're not necessarily going because they're diehard football fans. Yeah. They want to see American football yeah, and yeah. see what it's all about and. You know, you watch the guys hit each other for a little while and throw the ball and run the ball, and then it's like, all right, well, that, that was cool. I yeah. saw I saw an American football game. I think that's what you come away with the experience from. I mean, because those games were tough Weird. to watch, and yeah. especially in the, the late innings there. And, um, you know, any Yankee-Red Sox game, pitching changes are uh, ridiculous. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm controlling the flashes on the walls here or not. It felt like I was for a little bit. Oh, you okay? I think that door, that... That, that bathroom, bathroom door, door got me. I'm a little worried, right? There's like, what was that? There's lights going all over. You don't see them? No. Oh boy. Oh man. Oh man. boy. <laughs> we'll be back with more. Yeah. Of they John, sent the they, John Boy's bathroom. Habit. They sent yeah. they sent the NFL to Australia when I lived there. It was like the Rams Browns. Uh huh. And I, I was young. Good game. My dad went with all his coworkers, and they were like, "Dude, that game sucks." Like, yeah. I, they like they walked away thinking like the NFL. Was but I think if you live in London, all right, let's say yeah. you're born and raised in London and you've heard about baseball, you go, you eat a hot dog at a ball yeah. game and, yeah. you know, oh, look, there's the baseballers running around and you don't really get the game. And But there's a, a lot of action. Do you That's have a British cool. accent? It would be really bad. Do your British John Sterling impression that you're always doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. You thought about Sorry. it. I think the first or second time, no, second time you came on Talking Yanks, you slipped into an Andy Pettit accent. Oh, heck. Yeah. Oh, heck, I helped him sign Garrett Cole. Yeah, so we did a whole thing on, like, what do you think Pettit Garrett, said? Garrett, y'all got to come to New York. It's yeah. just the best. Yeah. Just the best. We were doing the whole, like, <laughs> hey, look at me. I, I, I'm still a Yankee. That's still easy. That's yeah. so easy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Garrett, I didn't know I was your favorite. Oh, that's nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Does Andy Pettit have like a dream job? Uh, he's got. I mean, Andy Pettit has a dream life in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah, I yeah. would think. I guess yeah. he's done all right. Yeah, you think he was like I did four years in Houston? It, it doesn't compare. I'm sure that came up during the meeting. I can't wait to talk to Andy about it and yeah. find out. And we'll talk to Garrett too. Okay. Nice flex on us. Are you? Are you I'm just waiting to talk to Andy about it? Send him our way. 
He's one of the guys in Mission 27. He's yeah. a very important part of Mission 27. Available now, by the way. Uh, <laughs> perfect holiday gift for the Yankees fan in your life. Every Amazon.com, so Barnes & Noble, what's wherever third, good books what's are sold. What's the third book? What's the third book? Well, I guess, we, you know what? Honestly, we were in talks to do a Mission 28 if the Yankees won this year. Sure. Uh, Mark and I were going to come back and do mm-hmm. another one. but You had some, Next it was year. a crazy storyline. Uh, I mean, this yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had Lindsay Adler on. It would have been like, called Next Man Up. That yeah. would have been the title. Yeah. And I'm not even like just making this yeah. up. This was like, had, had to this be. was like ready to go, plug and play, and then game six in Houston. And then we were like, all right, well, yeah. time to go any, get my knee cut. Do you yeah. have any book ideas that, like, I don't want to say you're a white whale. We talked about Cashman always hunting coal, but is there? <laughs> you're is there like a, a white whale. Is there? Thank a, you. Is there? <laughs> I am wearing this great is, uh, little Nero's yeah, jacket that Roosevelt. you gave me, which Shout is out white. Roosevelt's. Yeah, thank you, Roosevelt. Judge yeah. wears those. You know, Judge wears the, the little s- Nero's jacket. No, Roosevelt savages on the plane. Remember? Yes, yes. That's yes. made all those for him. Yeah. What is there a, a baseball book that like you just you either well you don't have the time you've got you've got family you got a lot going on with the Yanks or that it's like you know that if you went to book people to write this they'd be like people don't want to read that oh, <laughs> but man. it would be like your white whale not a white whale but i did think what was a cool idea was uh, a few well first of all wait the 2013 yankees i think could make a fun okay because yeah. that is there just a random weird ass year <laughs> you can call that one history. what happened yeah what the hell yeah. <laughs> the year the yankees yeah oh, put a bunch yeah. of anonymous guys on the field uh, i thought Remember that year that Scranton didn't have a home? Yeah, that's I why th- they turned yeah. into the Rail yeah. Riders. And they just traveled all year. There you go, they yeah. were the, a homeless minor league baseball team, literally. I thought that if you were a reporter covering that team, oh like that God. would have been a great book. Um, well, what were they called before the Rail Riders? Because they, they changed the name. Scranton Yankees, right? Yeah. Was it Yankees? No, no. It was SWB Yankees? Yeah. yeah. Am that I makes wrong? Sense. Yeah. But then there was two. There was the Long Island Yankees as well. Staten Island. Staten Island, Island. Island yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Because they changed their name to the Rail Riders. Anyway, I thought that would have been a cool. Just yeah. being on the bus all goddamn year and just yeah. Well, how many playing Yan- home games in Utica and all these <laughs> random places? Just how many current Yankees? People. How many current Yankees rode the rails? Is it what well, Judge was there? Right. Uh, not the year they were homeless. I don't think. But I mean, he was a Rail Rider, sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think if, if I think that was any- around 2013. So oh, okay, yeah. right. ancient history. They do this. They we did keep coming th- back to 2013. Romine. They did this. Yeah. Romine might have been there. You're yeah. right. I'd have to go back and look. But, you think they're yeah. going to get Maldonado? You think that's an option? Do you think Cole's like, hey, go get Maldonado? <laughs> we were talking about backup catchers. Oh, people right. are saying this now. Uh, what people? Hey, you? You're hearing this one, right? <laughs> no, I didn't say it. Someone said it on no. Twitter. Like, uh, it's his personal, personal catcher. catcher. He's a free yeah. agent, and they don't have a backup right now. I think the Yankees, well, Higgy. I know. Yeah. But I like Higgy. I think they're very high on Higgy. Um, the, the analytics people love Higgy. They yeah. actually like him better than Romine. And um, he's had options. So, look, I mean, I guess you, you need to bring in a third catcher, a guy who can go to AAA. But I don't know if Maldonado is that guy. What if Cole's like, it's like a perfect game, uh, Kevin Costner and, and John C. Riley situation. He's like, that's my guy. That's my guy. Go get Maldonado. I guess. And if you're going to You've invest- already pushed all your money in on Cole. Yeah, what's yeah. another million or two, I guess, from Maldonado? <laughs> yeah. Look, if he said, if he had come, if he and Boris had been in that meeting, it's like, I will sign with you, but you have to bring my buddy. Then, okay, yeah, you yeah. do it. But I don't think that happened. Wow, so Maldonado should have been nicer to Garrett. I guess, yeah. yeah. That was the old uh, Tolly and uh, Ari Dickey situation. They got I, traded I think, together. I think Higashioka will do a good job as backup catcher if like he's Higgy. a full-time big uh, backup catcher. I, I said this. I don't know if it was on air. Somebody said that Higgy seems like an itch the Yankees want to scratch. Like my, they concern just see would what's be, going on. my concern would be if Gary is not healthy. 
and now you're giving 300 plate appearances to Kyle Higashioka. And, and so I guess that's why you need to make a move like that to yeah. get some depth. And, You'll get Kratzy. Uh, <laughs> Kratzy comes back again. Mennonite Masher. Man. Does he still have a 1,000 batting average as a Yankee? Two for two, I believe. Yeah, I think yeah. it's perfect Yankee. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So. The perfect Yankee, Eric Kratz. The per- yeah, write that book. book idea. That book yeah. will not sell. <laughs> no offense, it. Eric Kratz. Yeah. Oh, no, you won't. I'd, You'll I'd, get a free copy. We yeah, put it on the shelf. Yeah. Sure. We yeah. put it on the shelf, yeah. Right. yeah. We're trying to decorate now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Jake? What, what, else? what else we got to talk any about? questions for us? Questions for us. Yeah. What has the last year been like for you guys? Because we talked at the winter meetings. Uh, last year, and you yeah. were in a very similar situation. We, yeah. I remember we yeah. sat by the Yes Network table. We were whispering a little more. Yeah, a little. Yeah, now you're now you're yeah, cocks yeah. of the walk. Yeah, <laughs> cock of the walk, baby. <laughs> uh, but what has the last year been like for you? I mean, I was actually talking about you today with Boone. Uh, we what did he say? Did he say he was going to come on the show? No, I don't think he did. I um, made the joke with him, like, "Yeah, we talked to Nevin, then uh, so you're coming on next." And he just said. <laughs> Somebody showed him, I think Brendan Cuddy of NJ.com showed him the picture of you guys celebrating after Colt. Yeah. You know, yeah. With uh, Jake with his shirt open well, and nipples yeah. out. It showed and, uh, enough. It was, yeah. it was something. Showed enough. Something to see. Um, yeah, and Boone laughed at it. And um, I, I said to him, you know, there would be no savages in the box. None of these T-shirts would have happened without this guy, John Boy. Yeah. And yeah, he was like, you're right. Yeah. So, well, he did say it. Do you have this? Was you- he mad at you about that? So I think they had to say they didn't enjoy it much. But at CeCe's gala, he walked up to me and just nudged me and said, uh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you're not angry? It's not your like, fault. I mean, no, he uh, did it. The circumstances were crazy. It was a day game with no fans. Do you want right. to do you want to read this with the John Sterling accent or Andy Pettit? <laughs> I'll, re- I'll, I'll read it as John. Okay. You can bleep yourself if you'd rather do that. No, no, no. We can't do that. Okay. We're on a podcast here. Okay, here we go. We have the Boone speech. Okay. As John Sterling. Yeah. Yes. The Aaron Boone, Savage in the Box, a dramatic reading <laughs> as read by John Sterling. Yeah. And, and you can't hear this on, you can't see it on the podcast, but I'm going to put my hand to my ear the way John yes. does too. Okay. My guys are fucking savages <laughs> in that fucking box. And you're having a piece of shit start to this game. I, I feel bad for you, but fucking get better. That guy is a good pitcher, but our guys are fucking savages in that box. Our guys are savages in the fucking box. Tighten it up right now. Okay? A Tighten this shit up. Aaron okay. Boone, 7, 18, 19. That was, that that was, was better than I thought it could have been. The best piece of content I we've thank ever you, put Susan. <laughs> That's the best piece of content we've ever put out. It's a good shirt. <laughs> this was the easiest shirt to sell. You are having a piece of shit start to the game. <laughs> and I feel bad for you. And that's brought to you by? <laughs> Lowe's. <laughs> Driven by Jeep. <laughs> That 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 moment was nuts. I mean, and that kind of that did change things for us um, on the business end, and just kind of in like you owe your entire I don't know the last six months to that. Yeah. Well, I, I do say I'll pat myself on the back. We I had you and you guys know this, and Yes Network knows. This, I had put in a, like I had a workflow that I created for two years that allowed that to happen as fastly like we were ready and now we're ready to attack any moment like that in the manner that we do but obviously I, that is just that, boon not me that's the fun part now what about the astro thing how has that affected your life oh the astro things <clears throat> the only thing i don't like is there's a lot of people that found out about us because of this astros thing and don't know that like that's not what made us big we we were we had this table 
and we had these credentials before that happened. You know what right. I mean? Like, and there's a lot of people like, oh, look at this just because of one video. And it's like, I did 400 videos this season. That one's cool. I think uh, I texted Jake and I was like, I think that one's kind of like actual journalism, yeah. not just a joke. Um, and like Rosenthal said, like, thank you. I remember I seeing your tweet. Yeah. You were like, I think this is journalism. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was cool. But then like the hate sucks <clears throat> uh, from the Astros fans. And it's like, I'm making up rumors here, man. Like, right. I guess it's pretty easy to tell what's going on. You know, what's funny is that Girardi said the other day here, uh, we finally got to ask him about 2017. And he said, you know, word gets around. They knew. They knew in 2017 something was fishy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's easy to say that now when the cat's out of the bag. If we had yeah. asked Joe that in July of this year, he probably wouldn't have said that. But, yeah. but uh, it's cool. But it's also like yeah. people were like, are you going to go to Winter Meetings just ask everyone about the Astros? And it's like, no, I'm kind of over it, too. Like, I'd rather not yeah. talk about yeah. it. Let's wait till they announce it, no, which I, is going to be a while now, you know, yeah. but I'm interested to see what I'm, I'm very, I'm staying actively up to date on it. I think everyone should be. <clears throat> I think people downplaying it are crazy. It, if it's true and the investigation comes out and says like, it wasn't just a three month thing. This was for the last three seasons and they were doing the buzzers or the whistling. If all those come out to be true. And I think that I lean that like they probably are. I think it's the biggest scandal in baseball history. Wow. Cause it's exa- bigger than the black Sox. Black Sox was eight guys who went on their own to gamblers. This would be executives down. Executives to scouts to manager. Pete Rose operated alone. Steroids is like a whole other thing. Steroids might take it um, because MLB swept it under the rug because they knew it was good for the game. But this is an entire. It's it's bad. It's It's, executives level down. If this turns out to be true and multi-year thing and. So well, many people involved. I mean, yeah. So, and, and I'm not saying other teams don't do stuff like this, but if they are, like, well, that's what, yeah, we don't know that other teams aren't. I don't want to name any teams, but I mean, how no, do we know that the, no the fingers Astros, been pointed as specifically as it was pointed at the Astros yet? True. But how do we know that other teams aren't doing similar things? We don't. I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure they, they are, and we'll have to wait and see, but uh, it's bad. It's, it's like the fact that the it's a top down is, is pretty brutal. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. I, I, I hope they have a in the meantime you satisfying can tweet, conclusion. You can tweet to John Boy your thoughts on the Astros. Yeah, uh, yeah. garbage can do you, banging. Do you have any advice for us? Yeah. Uh, don't read the Twitter mentions. Don't read yeah. the comments section. Yeah, <laughs> easier said than done. Yeah. I actually do read every single thing that's tweeted to me. Yeah. I mean, at least until I mute you. Yeah, which right. does. Happen. Do you have words muted? Uh, there's one word I have muted. Oh, okay. Okay. We went over our oh. muted list, L- Lindsay and I. Really? Yeah. What is it? I have anything political. It's like all, I have I, both sides, political both for sides him of, of and it. WWE and <laughs> WWE because people go like when those specials are on, they just go crazy. Really? And I have lineup prediction. Uh huh. People like to tweet their lineup predictions to me, and I'm like, like every day, the season, every day. Why? Oh, it's a game for them. Okay. Yeah. It's like a game. And then they, if they get it right, yay! Yeah. No one ever gets it right. You it's win impossible. nothing. It is impossible to yeah. get the lineup exactly correct. But yeah, at I least play DraftKings or something that you can win some money. Yeah. I mean, I if used you're to, gonna put that much effort in. I used to pride myself on not muting anyone and not blocking anyone, and yeah. I probably have over a hundred accounts muted now. Me too. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god. Well, it's it, just life is too short, and you know. Yeah, and it I gets let, to you. I let that negativity in, and it. I mean, there are so many times where I am. I'll call my wife or something, and you know. It'll be the third inning of a game, and I'll be like, "This guy, I, I am going. I'm about to lose it. I'm about to lose it. Just, just mute him." Yeah. It's like, but I want him to know that I'm yeah. mad at him. It's like just mute him. It's not worth it because 
these guys with the egg avatar on the Twitter, oh, yeah. they have nothing to lose. And if yeah. you tweet back at them and you're the one saying, you know, F you, like you yeah. don't know what you're talking about, yeah. then I just look bad. Yeah. No, it's I, the same way. I have nothing to gain from telling some guy to F off, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Wally Matthews, who used to be on the beat, he would challenge Yankee fans to meet him outside gate four and fight him. Like, he nice. did this multiple times. Like, come here and say that to my face. I'll fight you. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, oh. you have a career. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. You can't Do you be- think he would have won? Oh, Wally could fight. Yeah. yeah. Wally, Wally spent, uh, he covered boxing for a lot of years. Wally, do not mess with him. He's, okay. he's a tough guy. He's a great guy. But yeah, Do you think so. you could beat up Bob Lorenz? Bring it. Bob's got a barrel chest. Yeah. We he's- saw Bob Lorenz has great hair. We saw him at the lot. We saw him at the <laughs> lot. He heard. He heard it. We saw him at the lobby at last winter meetings. Uh-huh. Coming back, like, from, back from the gym, yeah. Yo. If I had Bob Lorenzo's hair, do you think I could be on the Yes Network? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, damn. Have you ever thought about well, doing it, anything here, out there? Here, there's my answer. on the, If I get the Garrett Cole money, yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. first thing I do. That's pretty yeah. good. Hair plugs, yeah. 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 Or just like a lot of toupees. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that people still wear toupees? You know what I like? I like Halloween, and here's part of the reason why: mm. you can wear a wig, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you yeah. just get, and then you say, "Imagine." Mm-hmm. Yeah. This last year, I was Peter Venkman for Halloween. That was fun. Got oh. to get a big old brown wig. Did you uh-huh. post any pics? I'm sure they're on my Facebook. Are we okay. Facebook friends? I don't know. We can be Facebook friends. Yes, you're in. And you're the interview in. has been a success, <laughs> and that's the whole reason we're here. All right. Yeah. How um, long have we gone, guys? I don't know. We don't keep track, Bill. What? Fifty. 50 minutes of me just blathering it's about nothing. Best, it makes man. up for because you were you were the first person we have ever... the Yankees made a trade while I'm here. No, I'm just <laughs> okay. checking my phone. No, we, we're okay. We did an hour interview yesterday, hour ten, and as soon as we ended it, we all looked at our phones, and in that minute, call got announced. Oh wow, it was crazy. We had I was at a MLB party. They had a there's a kind of taco place out here Soiree at Puesto. Yeah, Puesto. Puesto. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so MLB had a, like a little thing where you know appetizers and drinks, and Feinstein and I were kind of joking. We we're like, you know, the whole thing's gonna happen while we're here, and, and, we're, and then we were kind of BSing about, oh, who do you think will get it? And we figured John Heyman will probably break it, and you know, yeah. we were kind of doing odds on. We're joking around, and then bloop, and yeah. I was like, oh, shit, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, and then everybody came up to me today and said it was so funny to watch Feinstein and I just run out of the bar and run and in a leg brace, so I. My, You're my, moving. My You're home, moving. The, my home, the first speed is not what it once was. But yeah, and we just bolted out of there and dropped our drinks and just bailed. That's what the cool part is. We tried to show, like, look how like it's, bam, everyone's in action. It's cool. It's um, like it's like well, pulling a fire alarm. A- MLB's yeah. got a lot of things going on, obviously, but um, like they need to winter meetings. I think with uh, a little pizzazz. I mean, this this can be a huge thing for baseball. I, every year, I feel like the conversation is going to be when you see someone new that they're they're like, "Oh, I didn't know winter meetings was like this." I mean, they have the trainers' meetings. Like we saw, yeah. we saw Dono the other day. No, like, there's a there's lot so of, much. The job fair, there's the trade yeah. show. There's like there's it's this baseball Yoga. thing, and you see all the guys at the the hotel lobby bar, and it's like, oh, here's a part of my childhood, right? Um, I I don't know. It's uh, and like we so we did a bunch of stuff over here after. Some some of the wine shirt stuff you were mentioning allegedly, um, and we we recorded. We did talking Yanks, and then uh, we walked over, and you could you could hear the buzz um, from downstairs, and uh-huh. it was just like something's happening. It was awesome, yeah, right, it was awesome, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a you know everybody obviously the trade stuff and the the free agents get the headlines, but yeah, this is a business conference for 
four days. I think it actually goes longer than the four days. I think yeah. it started late last week. But yeah, if you're a trainer of a minor league team or yeah. something, you're, <laughs> you're, you're here. here. Yeah, or if you're like the guy who was in charge of bobbleheads for the, you know, whatever, you're you're, you're here. here shopping. At, yeah, if you're uh, the Rawlings rep, you're meeting with players here and um, stuff like that. Yeah, you trying know? to explain that no, the baseballs are fine. We didn't yeah. do anything to them. Yeah, we want to have uh, Meredith Wills on to talk about the balls because she's been all, she's one of the scientists that's uh-huh. been uh, looking at it. Really? Yeah. They have a lot of uh, <clears throat> like yeah. private like um, scientists that aren't. Uh, un- they're doing it on their own. Okay. And they're looking at balls, and Bleh. there's some different, different. Sorry, reports. too easy. <laughs> Got to make Junior the high school here. Got to make yeah. the laugh sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I was gonna say that we kept you long this time because you were our first ever in-person interview. Spring training. That can't be true. 2018. Yeah, yeah. spring training. 18. In the parking lot? Did we do it in the in parking the lot? Seats. Seats. Field? Oh, the, the seats. The seats, you're right. And yes. I ended it at like 20 minutes because I was just like, okay, we've kept him long enough. Yeah. And then we talked for another 20 without the mics on, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. So now we got a full hour in. Wow. What's, Thank you very what much. was the name of the restaurant? Puesto? Puesto. Can you Puesto. can you talk can you talk about Puesto like he's a shortstop that just came up, John Sterling? <laughs> that last <laughs> last Sterling we'll get in this community. The Yankees have a new shortstop. <laughs> And Susan will tell you who he is. That's that's my favorite thing about every spring training game. When, like, number 89 comes in out of the bullpen, he goes, the Yankees have a new right-handed pitcher, and Susan will tell you all about him. Why well, so? John. Puesto. <laughs> yeah. uh, his name is Carlos Puesto. Puesto. That's good. Good-looking P- young man. California Penal League. Um, do you have to plug anything? At, buy, your, buy your books. Did I plug? Baby yeah. Bombers. I did play. Uh, baby Bombers is still out. and Yeah. Second print. Uh, on a lot that. of Baby Bombers aren't around anymore. Is that is that odd? Like, it like, is odd. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Now Bird is gone. Yeah, Austin's uh, yeah. gone. Tyler Austin was probably one of the first to go. Didi is gone. Didi was part of the bo- big part of the book. Yeah, yeah. Because that book is basically how the Derek Jeter Yankees became the Aaron Judge. Yes. Yankees. Right. Uh-huh. So that encompasses that whole time. You yeah, know, obviously yeah. there's a big focus on... Judge and Sanchez and Severino and and Bird to a certain extent, but uh, yeah. Are you talk, excited talk for the about Bird? He just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah. Really do. I hope I hope something happens nice. But for him you know, up. with the second printing, we got Glaber in there and and Luke Voigt and got to tell their stories, and yeah. so that was cool. Um, happy about that. Do you, uh, do you are you excited for like the little uh, Phillies, the Yankees of old? Uh, Clearwater will be fun this year in spring yeah. training. Yeah, they'll be right across the bay. Joe uh, Didi, Joe uh, Didi, Robertson, Robertson, maybe Dylan Batances. Who knows? Oh, oh, don't say rumors. Romine go over there. Rumors. Jo- oh, Joe, uh, I, I don't think I don't know what I'm. Uh, Joe told us that he here comes went. Meredith. Re- oh, here comes Meredith. Meredith Marakovitz. Coat you got on right now. My goodness. You like you it? Do, you stylish gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Home Alone. Roosevelt. 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 I got a free jacket. I did this podcast for an hour and all I got was, was this jacket. He was so excited. I'm yeah. so excited about I do, this jacket. I do like it. It's Home Alone. I'm into it. Yeah. I feel like Connie's going to like it too. Oh, yeah. She'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell her I got it. And then I'm just going to go upstairs to the room and show up wearing it. Show up Joe Cool. As though I'm delivering Kevin McAllister's pizza. It's going to be great. If you're going to go after it, you got to go after it and get yourself a pizza and show up knock on the door with the hot pizza. To be be exact. Your very own cheese pizza. You have to get $120 worth of pizza, actually, to be really spot on. I will not endorse that. It's not healthy or good for anybody. But get yourself a pizza. Damn. It's good. Thanks, Meredith. Yes, oh, special guest God. appearance by Meredith. Meredith. Yes, good uh, good work with the microphone. I forgot what I was saying. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, Joe told us that um, he went to go visit Dylan recently. 
and um, watch God him work out. I was happy for Joe to get this job, and if he steals, don't. He's, I think he's totally going to be all in on his guys. And Damn. So how, how long before Ronald Torres suits up as a Philadelphia Philly? I'm ready. Yeah. NL All-Star Toe next show. year. Yeah. Toe show. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think Dallin to Philly, that could happen. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Thank you for joining us and Thanks, making Brian us Hoke. sad at the end there with at, the Dallin. At Sorry. Brian Hoke. <laughs> at Brian Hoke. At Brian Hoke. At Brian Hawk. Yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Hawk. You like Hawk or Hotch better? <laughs> I get it every single way, and it's never the right way. It is Hoke. Rhymes with Coke. Sounds like Jake's love life. Yeah. Wow. Well, Wait. What was, did I say? I get it every single way, and it's never the right way. That's sad. Well, yeah. This episode of Talking Spanx was brought to you by <laughs> Roosevelt's. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. You got Thanks, it. A Brian. pleasure as always. All right, everybody. There you go. There you have it. Go tweet at Brian Hoke and say, fantastic Sterling impression. You are the best. Good job. Congrats on inventing the internet. Hope your knee feels better. And stuff like that. Uh, nice jacket. He was. I've never seen someone more proud to get a gift jacket, one of the Roosevelt's jackets, the Little Nero's Pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to go watch half of the interview, the camera was on for half of it. It's up on YouTube, Talking Yanks podcast YouTube channel. And if you want to watch all of the interviews that we did over winter meetings, they are available on our Patreon page right now, and they'll be released bit by bit as we go. So thank you guys. Unless there's something breaking or really big, we're probably just going to roll out some interviews over the holidays, and then we'll come back uh, you know, uh, in January or after Christmas to do another voicemail episode or news episode. But if there is news, you will hear from us. That's how that works. Say your goodbyes. Happy holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. I think Bob Lorenz could kill that song. Tell him, Grams, it's her birthday today. So happy birthday to my grandmother. Happy Go birthday, Yankees. Grams. Tell him, Grams. Go Yankees. You got to know when to hold them, know when to close them. You got to close all the doors in your life. You got to build up bridges. You got to fill those moats. You got to burn those boats. You got to say goodbye. Fold them. Fold them. It's not everything that I said. Just fold them, I'd say. The moat. And the boat, the burning bridges. I have no comment on those. I don't know. I think I kind of nailed it. It's an original song by me. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I guess we'll just go. Yeah. Today is December 20th, and we have a very special guest, Brian.